All right, week five is over. It's in the books, and we have winners and losers of the week. We take a quick look back at week five, go through the matchups as usual. And this week was, I thought it was going to be exciting, but it was more blowouts and one-sided games. But I did find this week to be pretty important. You're really seeing the guys that are escaping the pack and really finding the guys that are stuck in the back. And then also, I don't really remember this many three and two teams, like middle of the pack teams. I mean, there's like six or seven guys that are three and two. Uh, Trevor's three and two, but it has one of the worst scoring teams. McGann is two and three, has one of the highest scoring teams. Uh, Anthony moves to four and one. Me and McGann put up 160 each this week. That was huge. So interesting week, I'll say that. But no games that close. So we go through the games, take a look at the standings for right now, scoring leaders of the week, waiver wire, and I get a chance to talk to my fellow 4-1 member right now and number one in the league, Anthony. He joins me for a bit, and uh, he's got some gloating to do, which I think we have to sit back and just listen to. So that is the pod. Enjoy. So we'll start off with a bad game. Uh, Anthony beats the fuck out of Manti, which no surprise, just based off record and points scored throughout the season and uh, based off their teams. Anthony scores 140.5, moves him to 4-1 first place. Manti goes to, scores 73.5, just an absolute brutal loss. Manti's team looked like shit. Uh, we'll go through Anthony's team first. I mean, Mahomes had a decent game, pretty average for him, honestly. This is probably... Kind of like last, well, two two weeks in a row with a pretty average score, but Mahomes' average is still better than other people's quarterbacks. He gets 18.5. Uh, big games from his running back. Good to see Tevin Coleman back for Anthony. I'm sure he's happy. 15.7, 97 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, that's huge. If Anthony could get Tevin Coleman back as like a second-string running back, you know, that kind of tier, I mean, that will be huge for him because then he's got an MVP, McCaffrey, with 44.7, just absurd numbers for McCaffrey. I mean... I don't want Anthony to win, but I hope McCaffrey stays healthy because he's just, like, crazy to watch. But I also don't know how a small running back like him just can stay healthy if he's getting 40 touches a game. I mean, it seems really hard, but we'll see what the Panthers do. I think they've got to limit his touches a little bit because he's going to end up getting hurt or pull something. I don't know. But for fantasy, he is the MVP right now. 44.7. Huge, huge, huge game. And then... Thielen, the white boys, the white boys are just going off for Anthony's team. Thielen goes off, 28.5. Kirk Cousins is a little bitch. He got yelled at by Thielen. He said decided to throw him the ball a little bit more against the shitty Giants defense. Zach Ertz did well. He caught a touchdown, 14.2. So between all that, Anthony's able to score 140 points. Still not top of the uh, still not top scorer of the week, but huge performance, 140.5. Then we go to Manti's shitty team. I mean, Manti's team was the team that I kept saying. Well, it'll get better. Well, it'll get better. He'll grab some wins here or there. Like, there's no way. This team can't be that bad. Like, it's that bad. I mean, there, there it, is, it is that bad. And going down the, And I, once again, I've been wrong once, I think, in the five weeks. Manti, play fucking Tom Brady, dude. Like, look at the matchups, at least. Rodgers gets 9.4 against the Cowboys defense. And then you got Tom Brady on your bench with, like, 20-something fucking points. Against the Redskins, dude. He's playing the fucking Redskins, Manti. What's your problem? I mean, there's a reason you're 1-4. Your team is so bad that wouldn't even have helped you win this game. But maybe you put up a respectable number. 
Like, oh, God. I mean, that's just... Mandy's so fucking stupid, and he, he deserves to be one and four right now. Absolutely deserves. And I think he's my favorite to come in last place. It's not Tom. It's not Owen. Owen's team is going to make a little bounce back with Tyreek and Melvin. Once Melvin finds his foot, his feet, his footing, and Tyreek gets back on the field, Owen's team will be fine. It'll be just good enough to grab a few wins. Tom's team will eventually, I'm assuming, grab some wins. I don't know if Mandy's team is ever going to grab some fucking wins. Elliot, 16.1. McCoy, 1.3. I mean, McCoy is not going to be getting any more carries, basically, because Damian Williams looks like he's back. OBJ sucks this year. I don't know what's up with that Cleveland offense, but OBJ with four points. That's like two weeks in a row he's under five. You hate to see that, especially in a half PPR. You would think that even if he's getting low yardage, he'd be getting a bunch of receptions. Nope. Josh Gordon, 8.4, like the only decent number here on the board here. 8.4, not bad, but... That's not what you want your number one wide receiver. He is the number two wide receiver, but with OBJ sucking, he's the number one, and he's getting less than 10, so you just hate to see that. Then you got Jason Witten. I mean, it's not fucking 2000, Manti, 2010. Like, what, Jason Witten? I didn't even know he was on anybody's team, and Manti's starting him, 4.4. Then you have Frank Gore, another one that's... I mean, Frank Gore's been doing well, 7.9 this game, but Singletary's coming back, so Frank Gore's carries are just... They're going to be taken away completely, so he's done. Him, McCoy are going to be done. Manti's fucking shitty-ass 2012 team is going to be done. Buffalo Bills defense decent and his kicker deep. I mean, if Manti didn't have the Bills defense and Greg the leg, that's 22 points of his. He's down to 50 points from all his, like, flex and quarterback players. That is so fucking bad. I'm out on this team. There's nobody on his bench besides Brady, and he won't even fucking play him. So this team sucks. This team's going nowhere. This team's coming in last place. Uh, unless OBJ can turn it around and start catching a touchdown every game and Zeke just goes, uh, no, you know what? There's no way. Manti has no depth. He has no players. McCoy and Gore are going to be starting on his team and they're not even going to be the first round, the first starting running back on their own respective teams. I mean, this team is absolute hot garbage right now. All right. So next game up, a decent one and, uh, one that I thought was going to be pretty close. I thought it was going to be Higher scoring, especially in such a big week that we had. But both teams had a bit of a, a bit of an off week here, and uh, it's Jake versus Amat. They both moved to three and two. Jake grabs the win; he wins ninety-two point eight to Amat's eighty point four. So they both go to three and two on the season. And uh, I mean, it came down to that Monday or that Sunday night game with the Colts, but I think it was kind of in Jake's hands the whole time there towards the end. But uh, both off game. I mean, Lamar Jackson, we'll go through Jake's team. Lamar Jackson, 11.4, not a great game from him. Derrick Henry kind of saves uh, saves his day with a touchdown, so he gets 13.8, not bad. Marlon Mack had a great game, 16.3. Not a, not a huge game, but he had a great game versus the Chiefs anyway, and he got a 16.3, so you like to see that if you're Jake. I mean, that's another 30 points coming from the running backs that we all thought was going to get nothing. So, I mean, has to be happy. Bad game from Julio Jones, that's the surprising part here, I mean, Jake's team could have got well over 100 if Julio has a decent game. Especially the most upsetting thing about that is the Falcons offense puts up 32 points and Julio Jones gets only 42 yards and three three catches. That's rough. Juju, he had a decent game, 15. Evan Ingram, decent game, 7.7. Waller with a bit of a quieter game. Minnesota defense, nice. So big takeaway here is Jake wants to probably kill himself for Will Fuller being on the bench. 46.7. I mean, his his points four would have been through the roof if he had uh, Will Fuller in the game. But um, 
doesn't really matter. Jake grabs a win anyway. That would have been really disappointing if Will Fuller's on your bench and you lost. But his bench did well. I mean, Will Fuller, 46.7. Sutton, Sutton's had some two games in a row, I think, pretty decent. So 17.2. 49ers defense at 19. So Jake's got a good team. Could have got over 100 if he played the right guys. But he got 92.8. Still grabs the win. Amat's team, just a pretty down game for Amat, too. Brissett, Amat cannot fix his quarterback problems. And it's kind of rough that he plays Brissett and now Cousins on the waiver wires and Cousins had over 20-something points there. So, hate to see that. Kamara, 13.9. Decent game, but not huge. Not from your, like, second pick in the draft. Then you got Hines, 6.5. Not great either. Keenan Allen, another guy with an off day. I don't know what the Chargers were doing. I did bet on the Chargers. They lost me money. And Keenan Allen had 3.8. Four receptions for 18 yards. That's it. So that's huge, huge, huge downgrade for him. Robert Woods, 7.3. Austin Hooper, decent day, 10.6. His bench, Calvin Ridley, finally stepped up, 17.3. Rams' defense has just been atrocious this year, negative one. So tough loss for Amat. I mean, he only puts up 80.4. That's unlike him, and uh, it's unlike some of the players he's got. He's got to fix that quarterback problem. I think he's got to try to find somebody that's a little bit more consistent. Jared Cook on his bench, 12.1. Gallup on his bench, 20.8. John Brown, 10. So Amon still got those backup wide receivers. I mean, he did have the his uh, Lions on bye. He had uh, Carrion Johnson and Galladay on bye. So it's a rough loss, but you got two flex-type players on your bench, and uh, you're playing Jake. So he's still 3-2. and two. He's in a comfortable spot, and I think he's still got trade pieces. I mean... If, if he's looking for a quarterback, there's some out there, and if he doesn't want one off waivers, he can make a trade with some of those wide receivers he has. I mean, package up two of those bench wide receivers and offer it to a bench quarterback. Hey, you could ask Manti. Manti's not playing Tom Brady at all, and Tom Brady's like a top-ten quarterback in fantasy right now. He doesn't. Manti doesn't want to play him, so he may as well just offer him fucking two rocks and a, one stick, and he might give you Tom Brady. So just a interesting game between two. And here we go, big game of the week, myself versus Donahue. I already feel like most people are going to skip this part, but I know Donahue will listen, and I own Donahue in fantasy football. I take down the champ, 160.7 to 116.5. Donahue had a great week. He still had a good week, uh, which 116.5 is actually pretty low for him. So that's a good week for most. I had an unbelievable week. Highest score this week, I beat up McGann by like .4. I don't know what happened. I was up to 172 going into Monday, and then I lost like 12 points. They took six off my kicker and six off my defense. I would have actually lost my fucking mind if that had any play in the game at all because usually I feel like those updates are like one or two points off the defense or something like that. I lost 12. Maybe I was just scoring so much I broke the system. I'm not sure, but... Go through Russell Wilson at a great Thursday night, 29.9, almost getting a 30-banger right there. He's doing great. I think he might be the number one quarterback right now, so he's doing great. Aaron Jones, I mean, this is the Aaron Jones I wanted to draft. This is the Aaron Jones everybody made fun of. I mean, Eddie Lacy was like a top-five running back with the Packers with Aaron Rodgers when he was off the Chinese food that whatever, like four or five years ago. Aaron Jones is a better fucking running back than Eddie Lacy, so... They're going to pound the rock with him, and Aaron Jones looked fantastic against a good Cowboys defense, mind you. And I think Aaron Jones is the most rushing touchdowns this year. I think he's got like eight or nine. So 
for this game, 45.7. He does beat out McCaffrey this week. James White, 10.2, standard. Chris Godwin, I think he might be top three wide receiver this year. 28 points for him. DJ Chark, the surprise of the year, big free agent pickup, 32.4. I did get absolutely nothing from Greg Olson, my kicker, my flex. So that was that was upsetting. Look at the bench. Not much on my bench. I did pick up Jameis Winston, so I have an extra quarterback there because, you know, there's guys out there like Amat that might need somebody. You know, you never know. And, like, Dak doesn't look great, so maybe Donnie, you need somebody. But backup quarterback. And then Matt Breida Monday night. I mean, huge performance, 26.4. I tried. I should have started him, but uh, I got cute with the pick. I got a little nervous playing Donahue and thought Nelson Aguilar might have a big game against the Jets. I should have known he sucks. So I didn't, but uh, and I didn't know what Tevin Coleman would do coming back. I got a little cute with it. I thought it could be uh, beneficial, but it wasn't. But it would have really been nice if I could put up 180, but it's okay. I'll take the 160. Huge week for me, and I'm going to keep talking about it because no Barkley, no Antonio Brown. I'm proud of my team, and I think we're going to get it this season. And then you got Ryan's team, Dak Prescott, 23.2. Decent game. I mean, they were playing from behind. If you actually watched that game, Dak Prescott looked fucking brutal. I mean, I was worried about this game for Dak putting up points. I mean, Aaron Jones, once he had like three touchdowns, I knew I was going to win. But I was worried about this game once the Packers went up that Dak Prescott was just going to throw from behind, which is exactly what happened. I mean, if you watched it, he had three interceptions. He looked terrible. But he threw for 463 yards in a failing effort to try to beat to come back against the Packers. David Johnson, I mean, running backs for Donnie look great. David Johnson, 17.1. Chris Carson, 18.8. It does seem like Chris Carson is going to keep that job. I was hoping he would get a few more fumbles in so Rashad Penny can move up. But it does seem like Chris Carson just owns that job. He got like 90% of those carries. More 12.1. This is where it goes downhill for Donnie a bit. Sanders had one reception for nine yards. I mean, that's that's not what you want from your second wide receiver. Kelsey needed a bigger game for Don's. He had nine points. Melvin Ingram, his, like, stud flex, 11.9. He kind of saved himself with a touchdown. Patriots defense, again, 15 points. I mean, Patriots defense is just such a good pick. Go down to Don's bench. Nobody stood out on Donahue's bench. Freeman, 7.7. Landry, 9.5. Jimmy Graham, 5.6. So there's nothing even standing out. I don't know. Jamal Williams is hurt, so there's that. Corey Davis is not that great, 3.8. Don's team is still good. I mean, he had, like, this is about as off of a week as Donnie would probably have, and he still was able to score 116.5. So he just played against me, and I just had one of the best weeks that I'll probably ever have in fantasy. So it's a rough loss for Donnie, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll bounce back. He was the leading scorer, so, and I th- he actually still is the leading scorer in the league. So he'll bounce back and beat up whoever he plays next. All right, next game up, another... Not even close game. Kind of an ass-kicking here. Uh, Trevor wins 121.2 to Owen 75.1, which uh, Trevor, again, up-and-down team. I mean, he could score 61 week. He could score 120 the next week. I mean, it makes no sense. But he's just a very sporadic team. He gets it done, though. He puts up 121.2, as I said. Andy Dalton, nice little substitute bench player here for Trevor. Good move, good managerial move. He gets 19 points. Joe Mixon, David Montgomery both put up 10 points, 11.4. So, I mean, not great weeks from them. You kind of expect more from those running backs, but he's just not getting them. I mean, David Montgomery was saved by a touchdown here, too. He had 25 yards on the ground and was just saved by a touchdown to put him over 10. 
Boyd had a huge game, 23.3 points for Boyd. He had a long 40-something yard touchdown there, really put him over the top, and he was a bit of a star on Trevor's team here. And then Valdez Scantling, I mean, I see what Trevor was doing. Scantling was supposed to fill in for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams out with a turf toe injury, so it's a good little handcuff Trevor had going on there, but unfortunately for him, the Packers just did not need wide receivers this game. Aaron Jones did everything on the ground. No, Rodgers didn't have a good game. Wide receivers didn't have a good game. So there was just nothing really to uh, to get out of him. So he, unfortunately, he only puts up 2.3. Average game from the tight end, from the flags. Brandon Cook, 6.1. Kicker, decent. Then we move on to the Philadelphia defense. 35 points for the Philadelphia defense. That is a huge performance. And, I mean, that really is what put Trevor over the top. I mean, if he is an average, if the defense here has an average game, Trevor's under 100 points. But... Defense puts up 35 fucking points. I mean, they sacked they had 10 sacks, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries, two touchdowns, I believe. I mean, it was it was an absolute shit show in uh, Lincoln Financial against the Jets. And, I mean, the good thing here is I think Trevor's got to make some moves. I, I keep saying, I think I've said that the last three or four weeks, but and I keep expecting him to. I don't, I don't know how there hasn't been any trades yet in the league. It's just very surprising to me, especially with the teams that are so low. But Trevor's scored the 11th most points in the league. Now he's 3-2 and two, along with a lot of other people. So, I mean, he's, he's got three wins. That's huge. He's got a winning record, but he's scored the 11th most points in the league. And that's, I mean, it's got to catch up to him eventually. I don't know what his schedule has been like. Maybe he's just played some weak teams and has really grinded it out. But, I mean, that's got to catch up to him. Like, if you're in that position in the league... You have to know if you go on like a four-game losing streak, it's like, ah, oh, well, that makes kind of that makes sense because I scored zero fucking points every week. I mean, he's got like 470 total points. He's like 150 short than most people. So, yeah, I mean, Trevor, I think, could make some moves. And if you look at his bench, he's got guys to do it. I mean, Miles Sanders, 8.4, and he's been getting like 50 60% of the touches with the Eagles. He's a good option. Brown, 9.7. DK Metcalf has looked great, 11.4. Terry McLaurin, an off game, 6.6, but he's playing the Patriots defense. I mean, Terry McLaurin looks like the only spark in that Redskins offense, and if Haskins gets the start anytime soon, I mean, he's got a little Ohio State action, a little chemistry with Terry McLaurin. So that's something looks – I mean, I would be surprised if he doesn't put those guys together and get something out of them because he kind of needs somebody. Devontae Adams will be back soon, I think. Then moving on to Owens' team, Carson Wentz, 12.1. I mean, this kind of sucks. This could have gone two ways. Carson Wentz could have balled out and thrown for like three or four touchdowns and really put up some numbers. Or he does what he does, and he kind of sits back. Yeah, I mean, he had under 200 yards and then only one touchdown against the shitty Jets, but that's because the Eagles were just – they scored a bunch on defense, so by the time they were on offense, they were just doing a little clock management and just running out the game. So that's unfortunate because that could have been a big game for him. Nick Chubb, 10.4, which, you know, is not bad considering the fact that they were losing 31-3 to th- – or they lost 31-3 to because they were playing from behind the whole time. So he gets 10.4. Melvin Gordon – obviously not fully back he gets 5.8 here so I don't know I mean I think it's still really good spot for Owen I think Melvin Gordon has still got that potential so it's good that he has him on his team and I'm sure he'll get some numbers next week or something like that I mean he's just got to get used to he's got to get he's been where's oh no Zeke was in Cabo wherever Melvin Gordon's been he's not been playing football so I mean he's got to get back into shape he's got to get back running around and I mean the Chargers are playing down the entire game so I mean it's not that much of a surprise Allen Robinson a bit of a I mean he's the bright spot on Owens team 25.2 he's been great seven receptions 97 yards two touchdowns and a loss to the Raiders so I mean he's been a bright spot if Owen could just put guys around him maybe 
or honestly maybe trade A-Rob and try to get some average players around him, get some more because, I mean, the team just sucks. Sammy Watkins is zero. I mean, you get zero from a tight end that you substituted in, or you get zero from a flex. You get zero from a defense or a kicker or something. I mean, it was, his second wide receiver is getting zero points. I mean, that, that can't happen. I You had your glory. Sammy Watkins was number one in the league for one single week. Now he's back to who Sammy Watkins is, which is just trash. I mean, Sammy Watkins is trash. Good wide receiver on a team with a bunch of wide receivers, and he's probably like the fourth option in Mahomes' mind. So trash wide receiver, zero points. Eifert, 2.4. Alshon Jeffrey, 8.2. Decent there. Not much from the defense. Lambeau at nine points. But you got to hope Tyreek Hill's coming back soon. You got to really, really hope that. Williams on his bench at 10.4. He had six, six receptions for 74 yards. Vance McDonald, 4.9. Barber, 9.6. And Carlos Hyde, 12 points. I mean, Owen's got some pieces there. I mean, there's some guys on Owen's team that could be traded. I mean, this is the part of the year where it's like if you need a flex that could put up some numbers. I mean, he's got a guy. He's got two tight ends. They're not great. I mean, they put up like six points total between the two of them. But he's got guys on his team. He's just got to figure it out. I mean, I don't know why he's starting Sammy Watkins here. I guess he hope he goes off. Carlos Hyde at 12, I mean, look, he'll, he'll figure it out. He's got Tyreek Hill coming back. And, I mean, if he gets Tyreek Hill back, he's got some extra wide receivers there. So, I don't know what he's going to do, but 75 points is terrible, and he's got to try to get some wins. you got to beat out Manti and Tom. All right, next game I got up is McGann versus Tom, and that is right. Everybody, Tom Morales is, in fact, 0-5. That is not a mistake. There is no mistake there. Tom is 0-5. And he put up a good week, too, so it's, you know, you just hate to see it happen. But McGann puts up 160.3, second in scoring, just behind me. It's 160.7. We were that close going back and forth there for the top of the week. McGann's team, just great numbers from his core five players here. You got Matt Ryan, 31.9. Dalvin Cook, no surprise, 22.8. Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay's looking like a great pick, 22.7. He may, He's making the most out of that timeshare with Royce Freeman, I mean... I keep hearing the the numbers and the stats that they're they're splitting carries like 50-50, like 60-40 Philip Lindsay, and it just seems like Philip Lindsay is the one that makes it count. So that could be big for McGann going forward. Michael Thomas 35.7, Amari Cooper 34.1. I mean, that's about 70 points just from wide receiver 1 and 2. And now the weak spot of McGann's team, OJ Howard 1.5. I mean, he just seems like a wash at this point. I don't know. He just he's getting started for his name and just the value there, I guess, but 1.5 from O.J. Howard. He's just making nothing of this year. Then you got Ronald Jones, the second, 6.6. Peyton Barber still most of the carries there, but I still like Ronald Jones as a bit of an option, but yeah, I mean, McGann's team just went off, and he he had a bunch of guys on bye. Uh, Kenyon Drake, bye. Hawkinson, bye. So, I mean, that's his starting tight end there, so figure that problem out. Arizona, zero points on D, but Nobody really here on McGann's bench. I mean, Golden Tate looked like a decent pickup, 2.8 from him, so I, I don't know if he's going to be any bit of value. Adrian Peterson also just seems like a wash. I don't think he's putting up numbers at all this year. And now I'm just noticing that McGann has Des Bryant on his bench. I, I don't understand people wasting bench positions. I find them very important. I don't know. Maybe that's why I win leagues and others don't. But, I mean, Des Bryant on your bench, I mean, what the fuck's he doing? I, I I don't know. McGann scores 160. I won't rip him too much. And I should point out that Amari Cooper, yes, he scored over 30 points, and he's having a great year. Congratulations. Tom's team, 25.4 from Murray, 
good week. For, I mean, Tom's gotten over 100 points since he's moved on from Cam Newton, which is, you know, I'm proud of you, Tom. You're going to catch a win soon, I promise. James Conner, 11.5. Todd Gurley had a great Thursday night. It looked really – Tom's Thursday night was fantastic. Gurley, 17.2. Tyler Lockett, 12.3. Cooper Cup, 22.2. All on Thursday night. You would think there's no way he's going to lose. No way. Tom definitely thought in his heart, too. He was just like, there's no way I'm going to lose. There's no way. Yeah. That sucks. George Kittle, 17.8. I mean, I'm reading off the top six guys here. Look great. I mean, just read off huge numbers. Great numbers. Wayne Gallman, unfortunately, gets. I mean, he got cussed there really early in that game. He only managed to get 14 yards before he got concussed. So that was a big letdown for Tom. And uh, But in all honesty... Nothing could have helped Tom here. I don't think he was really that. His team did really well, and he wasn't reaching 160. I mean, that's just that's just how it was. He would need somebody on his team to go off for 40-something points. So there was no way that Tom was going to win, so you could walk away from it like, ah, well, how was I supposed to win that game? But 116, Tom, you're moving up. I mean, you're getting more points scored. That's that's good, which will honestly come in handy because if Tom catches up to Manti or Owen and just gets one win, then, I mean, he's going to jump them because he has more points scored than those two. So, keep fighting, Tom. Larry Fitz, 8.8 on his bench. Sterling Shepard, 7.2 on his bench. Stefan Diggs, 5.9. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tom's got some pieces on his bench, but they're more just pieces to fill in when guys are on bye. But Tom's going to catch that win. Don't sleep on Tom. He's going to get that win. I think he'll get out of first or out of last place soon. He'll make it out. All right, last game of the week. Big game. This was a big game. Another game I was excited to see which uh, Devin pulled away from, and he puts up a real good number here. Yeah, Devin grabs a win over Jeremy. Devin moves to 3-2. and two. Jeremy moves to 3-2. and two. Devin went to 144.5 to uh, Jeremy's 100.3. I mean, just great game from Devin. He had some all-out studs. Deshaun Watson, 41.7, five throwing touchdowns. Huge game from him. Le'Veon Bell, 12.3. I mean, every ball was going to Le'Veon. And uh, the Eagles' defense just stopped them from rushing completely. They've been a number one rush defense. So it was a tough matchup, 12.3. Although you got to start questioning Devin's pick of Le'Veon Bell here because, you know, he, he skipped out on McCaffrey, I believe, either McCaffrey or Kamara. But Le'Veon, I mean, maybe it's just the offense now with the quarterback, uh, with Darnold out. Maybe he's going to do better with Darnold coming up. But Jets got a weaker schedule coming up, I believe. So maybe Le'Veon will be able to get some 20-point games, 30-point games in there. But right now, he's just an average running back. Uh, Jacobs really did well here, 27.8. T.Y. coming back from that bit of an injury, 5.7. Julian Edelman, huge game, 21. Delaney Walker, 1.5. There's been a lot of tight end struggles in the league, so I feel that. 1.5 from Delaney Walker, it's hard to find him. Devontae Freeman, 15.5. That's the kind of game that you want from Devontae Freeman. Chicago defense putting up a surprising only three points. Justin Tucker, I mean, 16 points. Huge game from a kicker, and that's really what puts Devin over here to 144.5. Take a look at his bench. Not much going on. Ito Smith had a decent game, 9.4. You know, I saw that Devin picked up Antonio Brown. Seems like a wasted position to me. I haven't heard any kind of rumors that he's coming back. I think he's done. So I'd expect better out of Devin than to pick him up. But whatever he chooses, Herndon's coming back soon, I believe. I mean, it's zero. Crowder, two. I mean, you pick too many Jets, Devin. That's probably the problem here. A.J. Brown, 3.7. Josh Allen, 17.5. Decent backup quarterback numbers. And Jeremy's team has been hot lately. Jeremy, you know, Jared Goff, 17.9. Leonard Fournette, another good game from Leonard Fournette, 21.7. Sony Michelle finally putting up some numbers here, 19.8. I mean, 
finally. That was a real weak spot on Jeremy's team. But Michelle finally putting up some numbers, only getting almost getting 20 points there. Hopkins finally coming back, a little bounce back week. You'd almost expect more. I mean, they won 53 to 32, and Deshaun Watson threw five touchdowns. But DeAndre Hopkins, just seven receptions, 88 yards. But that gives him 12.3, so that's decent. Mike Evans, real letdown here. I mean, zero reception, zero yards. This is a guy that caught three touchdowns in the first quarter against the Giants like two weeks ago, and now he's getting zero receptions, zero yards. That Buccaneers offense is just a mystery to me. I mean, they throw so much, yet O.J. Howard's not getting touches, and Chris Godwin's been the consistent one, but Mike Evans is up and down. I mean, that, that offense makes no sense to me. Disley, looking like, again, a great pickup, 10.8. Austin Eckler does better than... Melvin Gordon here. I think I heard that Eckler got 16 receptions this game or 16 targets. I mean, he got something absolutely ridiculous again. 15 receptions. I mean, the Chargers were coming from behind and they were just chucking the ball all over the place, but just doing a little dump off. So Eckler gets 14.8 there. He only had seven yards on the ground and a fumble. And uh, moving to Jared's bench. Howard looks like a great backup right now. I don't know if Jeremy wants to keep Howard because Eckler might go downhill, but Howard, 12.2, and he seems to just be getting more of these goal line carries and stuff like that. So that's a trading value. I mean, there's no point holding on to those four running backs, I feel like. So Howard, big piece there on his bench. Uh, Tariq Cohen, 7.9, decent. Hardman, 9.3. He was one of the Chiefs wide receivers that got a couple receptions, so he did the most with it. Cole Beasley, 3.6. You know, not much else on Jeremy's bench going on there. I don't know when Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt is supposed to come back, but, that, I mean, that would be pretty big if he came back. But all in all, pretty decent game. I mean, Jeremy had a decent game getting over 100 points, but Devin just 144. Huge bounce back week for Devin. They mo- both moved to 3-2. and two. Just a ton of 3-2 and two teams this year right now. So good game and just leads up to a huge week next week for all those 3-2 and two teams. All right, just doing a full recap of week five. We got first place, 4-1, and one, Anthony, 595.9 points. Myself, Brandon, in second place, also 4-1, and one, 584.6. Then we move down to the three and two teams. Donahue leads that with 628.3. That is the highest scoring, so he will take the lead there of all three and two teams. Devin in fourth place, 578.8. Jake in fifth, 575.2. Very close between the two of those in fourth and fifth. Then we drop off, and Jeremy is 530.3 points in 6th place. Amat has 524.3 in 7th place. Then another drop off to 8th, because I don't know how he fit in here. Trevor is in 8th eighth, eighth place, also 3-2, with 470.6. That is the 11th most in scoring. Then we go down to 2-3, and three, all by himself. McGann is ninth overall, 594.8. And for anybody keeping track, that is the third highest most points scored this year. So he is right behind Donahue, and he is literally one point behind Anthony for points scored, and he is somehow down there in ninth, two, and three. Then we got the losers down in the pack that are bad records and lowest scoring points here. One and four, Manti, 487.1. 11th place, Owen, 429.6. That is the lowest. That's right. You heard me right. 429.6. Tom is in last place, Owen, 5, 484.1. 
the weekly leaders this week. Quarterback, which there is, this is a high-scoring list this week. Quarterback, Sean Watson, 41.7. Matt Ryan, 31.9. Russell Wilson, 29.9. For running backs, huge week for running backs. Aaron Jones, 45.7. McCaffrey, 44.7. Uh, Jacobs, Raiders, 27.8. He followed up in third. About 20 points less, but followed up in third. For wide receivers, Fuller obviously led the way for everybody this week, 46.7. And Michael Thomas, 35.7. And Amari Cooper, 34.1, which I should point out that two and three on that list are both on McGann's team. I will note that I had like the fourth and sixth guy, Godwin and uh, Chark, but that's fine. Tight ends, Kittle, 17.8. Everett, 17.1. And Fells, 15. Zach Ertz comes in fourth with 14.2. And for defenses, Eagles, huge week, 35 points for the Eagles defense against the shitty Jets. 49ers had 19, Pats had 15. That's your week five recap. So as I mentioned in the intro, I had a little talk with uh, Anthony, and it was a nice little chat of the minds between two 4-1 teams. And uh, Anthony had a... A good amount to say in a little amount of time. So he was uh, brief. He had uh, a few minutes to just to talk and talk about his team and, you know, give people in the league a little shit. So it was pretty good, pretty funny. So enjoy that. So I'm lucky enough to have on somebody I tried to get on a few weeks ago when he was still undefeated. He caught a loss since then. But he is right now number one in the league. He's most points scored for the highest standing, four and one. Along with myself, Anthony Fair. Dr. Fair, how are we? Mr. Healy, it feels good to be on top, let me tell you. That was a bullshit loss to Owen. I don't, it might be his only win of the season. He had a fucking tight end, get a one reception, 45-yard touchdown with like a minute left. Not too, not too mad about it, though. Beating some good teams. Love the way my team looks. Love yeah. it. I mean, they look good. I mean, we both look good. We're both on top. This is a four-and-one little chat we're having. Yep. Yeah, and no, two. it's a very exclusive chat. You know, no one else in the league can, can actually have this chat right now. No, that's true. That's true. But I wanted to have you on because I feel like you got a lot You got a lot to say to a lot of people, I think. Because I, I would say that you get the most shit in the league. Yeah, um, yeah well-deserved. Well I, I'll admit, well-deserved. I had uh, – I'll really never understand the 22-point playoff loss, how <laughs> it was possible – I just remember studying, not looking at my app, then looking at it, thinking it was broken, and then just – I still have the trophy in my room that I think Donahue made for me, worst playoff performance ever. But, uh, yeah, no, I got I don't, I don't get a lot of respect in the league, understandably, but this year I, I, feel, I feel like this could be my year. Christian McCaffrey, Patty Mahomes, it just it feels good. It feels right. Well, I was going to say, bringing up McCaffrey, I mean oh. – is, that guy. I mean, first of all, absolute stud. He's been doing great. I mean, I have no take, nothing to say, but I'm just going to open it up for shit talking. Were there some picks before McCaffrey that you were questioned by? So, Devin Duran. <laughs> Love Devin. Known him since third grade. Best friend, Devin. Love the kid. He was blinded by all this optimism around the Jets this year. Oh, the Jets are going to be great. Darnold, fucking Le'Veon. Oh, we got a good defense. Darnold goes and gets mono. Le'Veon sucks. I don't know how you take Le'Veon Bell before you take Christian McCaffrey. I think that is one of the biggest mispicks of any of our drafts ever. I don't care how Le'Veon does. 
that is one of the worst picks I've ever seen, picking Le'Veon over Chris. If they're coming off a year where he just didn't play. So I, I love Dev. Dev, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Bad pick. Just a bad pick. Yeah, it's not great. And looking at the rest of the team, here's your rank, top 10 rankings only here. But quarterback, Patty Mahomes is two. Woo. Christian McCaffrey, as we talked about, is one. Woo. Got a wide receiver, 10. And Thielen. And nice, uh, nice. Zach Ertz is seventh. Which I got to say, I went through Jake's team and Donnie's team the last two weeks on this podcast. And they had more guys and higher guys in the top 10. So are you a little worried that your secondary guys on your team aren't that great? You got a lot of studs, but the secondary guys. You we, worried about that we, at all? My GM office built this team around our star athletes. We know that we're going to need we're going to need 20 to 25 points out of McCaffrey every week, 20 to 25 out of Mahomes, a good 10 to 15 from Thielen, and then our other guys are going to have to contribute. If Zach Ertz gets minimum 10 points every week, which he pretty much has, that's amazing. If a guy like Tyrell Williams or someone like that is going to get me 10 points every week, great. That's all I need from these guys. I'm not, I don't need huge breakout from anybody else besides my stars. And I'll tell you this. Tevin Coleman coming back and doing what he did yesterday made me feel so much better. So much better. Yeah. I had a great game. I don't know if you should be confident on that guy, but I mean, it is a good start. It can't, it can't get worse than, you know, so that's a good start. He only played one, like the, like the first quarter of the first game, had a good first quarter, got hurt, comes back first game. I mean, I have, he has not shown me any reason why I should not trust him. And you know what? Chris Thompson might not get a lot of rushes, gets all the catches and he's a nice little flex spot. So I like where my team's at. I see consistency only, only under a hundred points once and a little bit of a fluke game from Thielen at one point and Mahomes at only 18, but I like where my team's at, Brandon. I really do. I, I can hear it in your voice. You sound happy about it. As somebody that's not happy oh, about shit. their team. Oh fuck. Hold on. Hold on. I just got myself in the middle of a funeral procession on the highway. <laughs> Let me get out of this. Hold on. I just cut off a hearse. Fuck. Bad juju. All right. We're good. We're good. We're good. Sorry about that. Uh, speaking of funerals, was that Tom's team you just passed by on the highway? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Let me get on Tom real quick. That's how Tom it- Morales. Tom Morales has been probably – I mean, everyone could probably think that. Tom is the number one football mind. He's a smart guy on and off the field. Was a good football player before he took up ultimate Frisbee. We're not going to get into that. But – the kid. Too soon. How do you – he's been in the league. Him and McGann have been in the league since, like, 1996. And they're, ooh, wow, well, I made it to the championship. Ooh, I won $100. Amazing. As long as – if your name isn't on that trophy, I don't want to hear any shit talking to me. And even, like, Devin and Trevor and them, guys that haven't won since, like, fucking 20, like, 02, whatever the fuck. <laughs> since yeah, won, close enough. They, they, I don't want to hear from these guys. You have, like, a four-year window of shit-talking. So, I just – I had to get that out of the way. McGann likes to come at me a lot. When McGann told me he's won $100 in the league total, I swear to God, I almost had to go buy adult diapers because I shit myself. <laughs> I shit myself. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I thought he was kidding. Apparently, he wasn't. $100, 12 years in the league. So, yeah, I, mean... I know I – I got a lot to prove, but I, I like I like where I'm at. Listen, you're on top right now. You you're allowed to say whatever you want. Nobody can take anything away from you right now. At, at least right now, anyway. Nobody <laughs> right can say now. nobody can say anything to you. You're up top. Uh, I know I know you're a busy guy. You got to go, but I'll, I'll leave you with this then. 
now that we're seeing the bottom of the table, right? We got Tom down there, Owen five. Manti looks really bad. Owen, Owen Manti still looks sucks. bad. I, I think Owen might have a chance, but Owen looks bad. They're both one and four. I mean, who would you like to see lose? Who would I like to see play a flute or do a – I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think the awkwardness of Manti and Penn Station <laughs> trying to play a recorder would be absolutely hilarious. I think Tom Tom would play it off well. Owen, Owen is just built for last place. I don't really think you can fully embarrass him at this point. I think – I think Manti is who I would love to see coming last. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I think that would be. I think I think Tom will. I think Tom will turn it around. I don't think he has an zero and five team. I think Manti's team is legitimately horrible, and I think <laughs> yeah. Owen's got a pretty fucking bad team too. But Manti, I think Manti's got the worst team in the league right now. Manti's team looks like it's from two thousand thirteen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean he's... he's starting Jason Witten, Lashawn McCoy, and Frank Gore all in the same week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once I saw I, – I didn't really look at his team much during the week. Once I saw he played Jason Witten, <laughs> I knew I knew it was going to be a rough a rough week for him. And honestly, it was never really close. Christian McCaffrey absolutely put his dick on the table and just did not want Manti even to have hopes of, on Sunday. So, yeah, great, great year. Hope all is well. I got to get going. But, uh, Sounds good. I don't think we play for a while, so I'm okay with you winning for as long as you want. So well, thank you very much. You can keep winning as well. I will. I uh, hope we remain at the top of the leaderboard until I see you. Then I expect to take you down. But, Sounds uh, great. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, thank you for having me on the pod. Love what you're doing. Of course, anytime. Thank you. Adios. All right. Really quickly, look through the waiver wire. Start with the quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater, 27.3, Gardner Minshew, 21.2, and Kirk Cousins, 20.5. For running backs, Chase Edmonds, 16.1. Decent game following David Johnson there on the Cardinals. Bonifon for the first time up here, 14 points. Him chasing up uh, McCaffrey there for the Panthers. DeAndre Washington from Oakland, 11.1. For wide receivers, another Kansas City Chief wide receiver, Makes the board. Who's going to be desperate enough to pick him up and hope that he goes off again, which he won't. But Pringle, great name. Pringle, 19.3. Darius Slayton, 14.2, which I think he's an interesting one because whenever a new quarterback comes in and he gets a little connection with somebody, he tends to keep throwing to them. So maybe Daniel Jones and a little uh, Slayton action. Well, he threw a nice fucking dime to him this week. I'll give him that. Slayton, 14.2. Sims Jr. from Washington, 13.6. For tight ends, Everett on the Rams, 17.1. Fells from the Texans, 15. And White Boy Izzo from the Patriots, 10.9. For defenses, Steelers get 13 and the Broncos get 11. That is your waiver wire week five recap. All right, now I'm going to do a brief look into week six. Not going to get into it that much. I'm going to drop the projection part because guys have people on buy and people are taking people off teams and stuff like that. So the projections don't even matter. But for right now, just go through the matchups, go through ESPN's predicted winner. And uh, there's some good ones. So starting off, myself, 4-1 versus Trevor, 3-2. I mean, this is really to see if Trevor's real or not. I mean, I should win this game. ESPN has me as a 58% chance to win this game. 
Trevor's team is decent. I've been over this. I mean, his up and down weeks are so sporadic. And I've been pretty consistent. I obviously had a huge outlier this week scoring 160. And Trevor had 120 this week. But I should take this home. I should win this. Trevor has the 11th most scored points. I'll say that again. And I'll say it a bunch. That is such a low scoring offense. So I should take this. I think I'll take it handily. And I don't really have anybody on by. So I think it'll be okay for me. Next game up. McGann versus Manti. Another game, ESPN's putting this as 50%. I don't really know. I mean, to me, maybe they're going off records there or something like that, but McGann's team is just outscoring Manti's by a lot. And, I mean, McGann's third in scoring. He's a huge, but I think they're just projecting them to score around the same. So, McGann's two and three, Manti's one and four. Once again, I'm going to say, if you're one and four at this point, you're like every week is a must win. I don't think Manti's going to win this. I'd say McGann pulls this through and goes to 3-3 three and three on the season, try to get his winning record up. So Manti needs this win, but I could clearly see him losing this pretty easily. Next game, real good one here. I think this one's going to actually be close. It's a grudge match. I don't know if this is a rivalry, but I feel like it's a rivalry. So we got Devin versus Jake, 3-2 and two versus 3-2. Somebody's going to move up in the standings. Somebody's going to move down. Jake is favored 55% chance that he wins by ESPN projections. And, I mean, this one's just going to be a close one. I, I, I'm feeling a real close, I don't know who the Monday night game is, but I'm feeling a real close Monday night game matchup or Sunday night game. I think that this one's going to be a close one. This one's going to matter. It's for sure going to matter. Next game, Dons versus Owen. Dons is a 56% chance of winning this. Um, yeah, I'm going to change that, ESPN. I think it's a 100% chance. I don't think Owen's going to win this one. He's got a tough matchup here, so I can see him moving to 1-5 and, and Don's moving to 4-2 and two pretty quickly right now. I just think Don's team is way better here. Uh, moving on, Jeremy versus Amat, another 3-2 and two matchup, 3-2 and two versus 3-2. Jeremy has a 64% chance to beat Amat. I don't know where that's coming from. I like Jeremy's team a lot, but Amat's got a strong team, so I don't know where these ESPN projections come from, but, I mean, it's just the talking point. So, Jer's a favorite here. I don't know. I think Amat could pull this one out. Amat does have some buys, I think, but he is getting his Lions back from buys. So that's important. So we'll see who wins there. But just another close matchup that is going to put somebody forward and put someone behind. I mean, someone's going to get stuck behind. And somebody's going to move to that four-win spot. So it's pretty important for those guys. And then the matchup we've all been waiting for, which ESPN has this as a 50-50. They have this as a coin flip. I don't get it, but I'm just sharing the facts. They have it as a 50-50 coin flip. Tom, 0-5 versus Anthony, 4-1. The actual first place versus last place, the David versus Goliath. I mean, Anthony did grab a loss to Owen when Anthony was in first place. So maybe Tom gets one. I, I don't know. They say it's 50-50. I think the projections here, too, are, like, matched up 118 or 114, 114. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it happening, but, man, did Tom need a win because – Manti's playing McGann, Owen's playing Don's, Tom's playing Anthony. I mean, those are all really hard games. You're going up against the 1-2-3 score, I'm pretty or 1-3-4 scores of the league. So this is a really tough matchup for them. I uh, Whoever can pull out a win here would be huge. But uh, we'll see what happens. That's your week six matchups, and it's only getting better from here. So that is your conclusion to week five, week six episode. I'm losing track of what episode it is. I think it's five or six. But 
it's saying that fantasy is just heating up because even if you're in last place like Tom, you still got something to fight for. People are finding their grounds. Like Tom knows he's probably not going to win. He probably knows he's not going to make the playoffs. He'd have to make some crazy run. But he's got to try to fight off the fact that he could be playing a recorder in the subway station or doing stand-up comedy. Him, Owen, Manti, I mean, there's no championships for them. But they're fighting for that. If you're 3-2, and two, you're fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, not making the dance is one of the worst things. From someone that didn't make the dance for like four or five years in a row, it sucks. I'd rather get blown out in the first round and not make the dance. It's a talking point for 365 days. So that's important. If you're at top, like me and Ant, you're just trying to fight everybody off. You're trying to get that first round easy matchup kind of thing. So, listen, there's a, a lot going on in fantasy, and we've got a few more weeks to leave in the halfway point. There's so much left to go. So maybe Tom has a chance. There's so much left to go. Maybe Tom has a chance to make the playoffs. Probably not, though.